All right, y'all, it's Valley of Dreams. I'm Daniel, joined here as always by Phil. Phil, how on earth are you doing today? Hey, Daniel, I'm great. Thanks for asking. I uh, just ate lunch and I'm really hoping that my son stays sleeping. He's had a little bit, he's been under the weather the last couple days, but um, I'm hopeful that his disgruntled nature will be ending real soon. We can get back to happy, good, fun time. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Thank you for asking. First of all, shout out to your son. I'm sorry to hear that he's not feeling well. Um, no problem. Yeah, you know, I'm good. Uh, just kind of enjoying this zigzaggy, complex pattern of weather that we've been having here in Texas and excited to have the opportunity to be here with you today on the Valley of Dreams. You know, a lot of people, when they talk about Valley of Dreams, they talk about technology, they talk about music. You're going to hear people say that Valley of Dreams is America's premier music, technology, and lifestyle podcast. And listen, me and Phil are not going to disagree with you on this issue. But if you ask people, specifically, just a man on the street, a woman on the street, ask someone on the street about Valley of Dreams in 10 times out of 10. Almost every single time that you ask them, (laughs) they're going to say the exact same thing. Why do you listen to Valley of Dreams? I will tell you the answer to that question. It is the quick draw lightning round segment. Today, on the quick draw lightning round segment, the thing that people want to know, what are the hottest foods and desserts of the winter season? You know, winter as a season, it's different than summer. It's different than fall. It's different from spring. We like to pair different foods with different seasonal weather patterns. That can be a little bit difficult where I live as it fluctuates from 20 degrees to 80 degrees on any given day, but I still try to follow these seasonal eating patterns. Philip, hottest foods and desserts of the winter season, what are they? Hottest food, definitely chili. I just ate some chili. I had some chili, I think it was last night. It had jalapenos in it. Oh, I don't know what how what your texas situation is with the type of chili that you eat this chili that i had oh it had it came it's one of those places that just says we like these toppings on our chili at home you Mm -hmm. will have the same toppings that we would eat at our house at your house and i gotta say i gotta say it's really good right just a big heaping hot bowl with heat because it's got mm-hmm. the peppers in there. I had mm-hmm. a fantastic time eating uh-huh. those, that chili. I'll tell you what, though, on the dessert situation, though. Okay. Um, I've been eating a lot of fruit snacks. So <laughs> I got a baby. <laughs> I got a baby. Snacks. I got a baby that just, he will get a fruit snack hankering okay. and begs for the fruit snacks. He'll eat one, he'll leave the room. Once that one is done, he is back with a vengeance in the room with the fruits, fruit snacks in it. I've been eating See, a lot of fruit snacks. This is a, a walking baby, correct? Oh, yeah. He, he walks. Okay. Yeah, he so, totally walks. 
fruit snacks. He doesn't want to be seen eating the fruit snacks sometimes. Okay, so he leaves the room <laughs> he has some, as he eats them. He has some shame. With, he's like, man, this is the third bag of fruit snacks I've had. I've been intermixing this bag of fruit snacks with olives. I've been eating. <laughs> I got olives in one hand. Oh, Actually, man. he puts the olives on his fingers. So you got like a baby with olive fingers. <laughs> and then on his other and his other palm, he's got uh-huh. his fruit snacks. So anyway, Weird. hottest hottest foods, I'm going with the chili. Mm. And then with the hottest dessert, I'm going with <laughs> an abundance snacks. of fruit snacks. That's interesting. You know what I'm talking about with fruits, fruit snacks, right? You know what I'm talking about. Just like those little morsels, little dried fruit morsel, like a little Are gummy. real fruit? No, they're like uh, an artificial corn fruit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay, the yeah, one. yeah. So, all right, a few thoughts. Number one, do not sleep on the Midwest's chili game. Just an okay. observation. And okay. regionally, this is a, a region that's going to put. <laughs> they're going to mix chili with spaghetti a lot more region. than you think would be appropriate. Correct. You're talking about my region? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Am I wrong? Yeah. About that? Any type of noodle, whatever you got. You got an egg noodle. You got a wavy egg noodle. You got a vermin, you know, uh, what is it? The, the French one. You get that one in there. You got a vermin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. You know that one. Oh, yeah. The I know what you're talking about. I know. Yeah. Vermin Yeah. That one. You could put that one in there. Okay. okay. Yeah. But so you're saying more than you would think would be good because turns out very good. Well, I just don't think that nationally, I think if you were to say to people, let's talk Midwest food, people would sort of gravitate towards lack of salt, uh, flavorlessness, right? right. Uh, things along the uh, corn, meat, potatoes. But right. in reality, chili is actually kind of playing an important role in people's lives. And it's being mixed with noodles in ways that I think are a little unexpected, to be honest with you. And yeah. I may have to... I was going to say the hottest food of the season is the enchilada, but that's, that's just right. kind of the hottest food of every season for me. So it might not be <clears throat> fair. I got some really good tacos the other night. One of our favorite uh, food trucks, Tacos La Gloria, now has a physical location. And we went by there and got some really, really good tacos. So I don't know, you know, the the premise of this segment, despite me being the one who wrote it down, might not really have a lot of resonance for me, but I'm going to go with chili and on the fruit snacks tip, this is more of a commentary on what you said than my own positions here. Where are we at with yogurt covered raisins? I feel like if I were eating a lot of things out of small... Uh, bags designed to be brought in a school lunch, I feel like yogurt-covered raisins would be really prominent in my lifestyle. I couldn't agree more. You've got me thinking I need to put in an order (laughs) for yogurt-covered raisins. Although, here's something. Mm, mm. Do they make yogurt-covered grapes? Like a hard Uh, yogurt shell around a grape? I'd be interested in that. Hmm. It would be it would be a kind of a fun mix, you know, because you pop it open and there'd just be grape juice all over the place. It'd <laughs> be horrible. Yeah, it would be horrible. It'd be a del- uh, you know, it's man. a delicacy. It'd Any sort of a grape, 
a berry, a raisin mm. covered in yogurt. That is what I'm talking about. And speaking, of course, about berries, next on the quick draw lightning round, we are at the end of the Blackberry era. Blackberry, the once ubiquitous semi-smart telephone with a QWERTY tele- <laughs> with a QWERTY keyboard. Um, apparently, they're just no longer updating their software on their phones, their carrier service, and as of a month or so from now, your Blackberries are just no longer going to work. They do apparently have some Blackberry devices that are not real Blackberries. Apparently, this is uh, the Sarah Jessica Parker character on the new Sex City reboot uses one of these Blackberry telephones, or so I have read. I find myself feeling a little bit sad about the end of the BlackBerry era. It was kind of fun to have a smartphone that everyone was using that didn't have all of the Candy Crush sagas and other things that are on the telephones (laughs) distracting the people nowadays. So it's just destroyed modernity. Candy Crush Saga on huge screens with right. no keyboard. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, when did a telephone have to be the size of a small computer? <sighs> Good question. Good so, question. Basically, with the end of the BlackBerry era, I'm thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, number one, I may have to get off of these Apple telephones and make the move to green. Uh, my brothers are on green. It could be kind of cool to be a green baby. Um, two, if you can get a Google Android uh, linked up BlackBerry, which apparently you can, as seen on the Sex City reboot, I might want to do that. I might want to have the uh, the Google-enabled pseudo BlackBerry phone and then just sort of move away from any... Uh, too intense technology on my phone. I do love text messaging, though. Phil, where are you at on the end of the BlackBerry era? It's For me, it's terrible news. It's terrible news. The reason I think BlackBerry is a fantastic name in and of itself, mm, I think uh-huh. BlackBerry feels good to say it rolls yep. off the tongue well. Yep. I yep. like that it's a – I think it's a fruit, and I like the idea that Canada – Looked at America and said, look, or in the United States and said, hey, look, Apple, right. we're BlackBerry. <laughs> I think that's way cooler. I, I prefer the whole BlackBerry brand ecosystem. More tannins. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, another thing that I would like to mention about this is I think is very interesting. I read an article recently about how Kids, students, youth in college and in high school, mm-hmm. if they have an Android phone, mm-hmm. they're basically clowned and ridiculed yeah. nonstop True because, because of iMessage. And so Apple has this, this funny little thing it does when you're talking to somebody with an iPhone, mm-hmm. the messages are a nice, soothing blue in the blue right. bubble, right? right? But if you got a green bubble that, that shows up, you know instantly that there's you're probably not part of a group chat 
or yeah. you're part of a group chat that's broken. You're not going to get the photos everybody expects you to get. Um, you, can't you can't properly you, upvote people's photos you on your phone. You can't do anything. And it's just a nightmare scenario. And I think BlackBerry had a chance to be the iMessage of the world. And I would have really liked to have seen that happen. Um, so anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm going to really miss BlackBerry. I think I might go buy one just to have one. Mm-hmm. And um, my full guess is that somebody will re-implement oh, yeah. the BlackBerry technology infrastructure <laughs> in the cloud somewhere. Uh-huh. And it will, for a time being, allow BlackBerry users to continue on with some of their features, but just without the backing of BlackBerry. Is there going to be a time when there is a genuine backlash against the Apple iTelephone and people do move towards Razors or Blackberries? I don't see it happening. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I am, I am. <laughs> no, there mis- will not come that time. <laughs> no, I am Mr. I hate big tech, okay. but you know what? If you look at any, as soon as you pick up, I've been an iPhone user since the jump. As yeah. soon as you pick up an Android, you're just like, oh God, oh God, what is this? This is not for me. This is they not for me. They seem to take fairly good photos there. <laughs> They're starting to crack you, aren't they? Did you just sniff? <laughs> I just sniffed really hard. I don't know you to be super into uh, the quality of photos. So you must have talked to an Android user that said they were really happy with their, with their, uh, with their photo usage. And I suspect these people were your brothers and this, like they went from having, you know, (laughs) they went from having the very first iPhone to a can. Right to having a phone with a camera on it, so that's where I'm at. But anyway, okay, there's, yeah, no, there's, there's I'm a lot with of you. truth. A lot of truth in that assessment. A lot of truth in that assessment. It's Valley of Dreams. I am Daniel, joined here as always by Phil. This is the quick draw lightning round segment. Up number third, the third issue on the quick draw segment: smart home tech. Technology. We've been talking about these Apple iPhones. One thing that the BlackBerry technology lacked, I assume, <laughs> I don't actually know, was any sort of smart technology along the lines of Surrey, Alexa, or refrigerators that you can talk to. A lot of people are saying that in the next few years, our homes will be completely invaded buy these devices. And it is already the case. You go to a number of people's homes and if you just are sitting around talking to them, you say, Alexa, play, you know, and then play whatever you want to play. Alexa, play strokes room on fire. Alexa will then respond. Uh, Apple prime music is not enabled on this device. And I cannot (laughs) play (laughs) strokes room on fire. Here is a playlist of songs that sounds like Strokes, and then it's you know Led Zeppelin four or something. <laughs> right. uh, I don't know about the smart home technology. To me, it's a little goofball. I know how to you know lift up a blind or whatever. And I, the, can, 
refrigerators with computers to me are just, it's literally a cold box. You know, the technology is basically replicating stuff being underground. It seems fairly straightforward to me. Um, but shout out to smart home technology. I, <clears throat> I'm going to describe myself as a hater on smart home <laughs> technology, although I do have a Wi-Fi enabled light on my back porch. Phil, where are you at on this tech? Oh, I'm a major hater. My main beef is that everybody thinks that I want to talk out loud to get things done, Correct. which is going to be further from the truth. <laughs> I hate – it's like being in your house alone and saying something yeah. when you could just do it. <laughs> do it. Seems really stupid. Now, I, I realize that that's not all home technology or uh, smart technology. I think some of the more interesting ones that I am on board with, but I have not implemented yet because it seems like the cost benefit rate or analysis is really poor. But I like the idea of my house saying, hey, we've noticed that your air filter in your furnace mm. ain't really working that great. Ooh. So would you like to order a new furnace filter right now and have it delivered. Mm-hmm. I think getting a prompt <laughs> from Apple Prime would be great. <laughs> It'd just be like, hey, look, the sensor down there is saying you need a new one. Let's get and a new one. Let's be real. Probably mm-hmm. the most important thing that you can do is change the filter in your furnace. That's what I'm talking about. If there's one thing you're going to do in your life, just yep. on a routine basis, that's it. Yep. I'd also, I'd like the, I like the idea of, uh, energy usage, uh, like gamified energy usage. Okay. So the kind of the, Hey, you used this much energy this week. We noticed it was higher than normal. What was different? Here's Mm. like, I'd be, I'd be interested in that type of kind of, do you get that type of alert from your energy company? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I think I could. I don't have it set up, and I get it from the gas company, but it comes okay. via mail. <laughs> and, and just, what is up with these gas companies? They are way know. out of date. What are they thinking? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. My, so my electricity—they email me every week and tell oh, me they about do? my usage. Yeah, and they can well, in my Texas with other houses. In Texas, it's, I'm sure they're. Uh, I'm in, yeah, I'm interested to know if there's like a mass awareness on utility usage in Texas. Like, is it, I think how many different utilities are there? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be neat. I think, um, I would be interested in having light switches that were better at turning off if there were no was there was no movement in the room. Okay. I think that like turning the lights off. I think that would be cool. Not that lights are necessarily hurting us. Ooh, and dude, apparently one of the biggest energy wasters is that phantom power stuff that just yeah, like yeah, yeah. your TV's on but it's yeah. not on. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, we need to figure out a way. I'm sure there's solutions, but I need the a solution that I was raised with is unplug everything all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm I from that same school. <clears throat> unplug everything, or worst case scenario, have it hooked up to a surge protector that you turn off. Yeah, that's where but, I'm at. But I'm, but from so, a, you know, you know, <laughs> right? Where I'm at. 
We didn't have I, surge protectors. Uh, yeah, I know. I was like, this dude is lying about surge protectors. <laughs> it was a dangling cord from the wall. So the the main one is I don't want to say anything out loud to a rope. I don't want to do it at all. So, <clears throat> you know, I have this Ford Fusion 2012 yep. Ford Fusion. And apparently they were putting Bluetooth technology in cars as of 2012. And my car is Bluetooth enabled, but the only way that I know of to turn on the Bluetooth is to say to the car, you get in the car, you press a button and it's like, what do you want? And you're like, Bluetooth audio. And then the car says, there is no Bluetooth device (laughs) connected. Let me see if I can connect one. And then it connects it. So you're kind of sitting there for 20 seconds. And I don't know why it didn't just connect. Like an idiot. Like, yeah. you're sitting there like a, like somebody who just said Bluetooth. <laughs> Every time that I get in my car, Bluetooth oh, yeah. audio, you get in your car, someone's talking to you, you know, like, oh, yeah, and the blah, 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 blah. Shh. Bluetooth to- audio. Right. You have, to, you have to go into your Alexa voice. <laughs> yeah. Play Jingle Bell Rock. My son really loves Jingle oh, Bell Rock. Man. The classics. But you can say it the exact same way for weeks, for months. Yep. And every and every other time it'll be like, oh, you mean the one by Ariana Grande? No, not that one. Quit trying to change it up based off of like playing walking in Memphis. Yeah. Good luck. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Valley of Dreams. I am Daniel here, of course, with Phil. Next on Valley of Dreams, it is our famous music segment. We recently have gravitated towards the idea of lists, not because we personally have ever made any lists, top five lists, top 10 lists, top 20 lists, but because lists are really easy to read and to criticize. Pitchfork has recently released a list of the 45 most and, and most anticipated albums of 2000. And 22. First of all, this raises a lot of questions. Seriously, it's 2022 already. What happened to the last few years? Second of all, <clears throat> do we anticipate albums? There was a time, maybe 20 years ago or so, when albums, you know, you'd hear them a few months in advance, right? Uh, Jay Z is going to release a new album. Uh, Bob Dylan is going to release a new album. Oh, they're going to release a new album on the exact same day. Who's going to sell more, Bob Dylan or Jay-Z? This is a really good historical example, um, if you know what day that happened on. Uh, Nowadays, people just sort of, you know, like Beyonce will be like, okay, here is a brand new album with 12 music videos and there's no advance warning at all. It's really only kind of these weird publicity moves, the Dracas and the Kanye Wests with their album thing uh, back in 2021. I don't feel like we anticipate albums in the way that we once anticipated albums. And I think that Pitchfork 
uh, in making this list has raised a really interesting question. Do we just love reading lists? <laughs> yes, it is a question. That is exactly what Pitchfork is for. The main, the crux of the whole, their whole website is, do we just love lists? I personally love this list. Okay. Oh, you love this list of the 45 most anticipated albums of 2022. I do. I think, okay. I mean, I like, I like the, I like the idea of most anticipated albums. The, the albums okay. that they've selected ah. to go be on the list I obviously, obviously. Wait, you're think not our waiting for the new weekend are, album. Are stupid. What? <laughs> I think. I mean, They're definitely. Stupid. <laughs> They're, <laughs> stupid. They're so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, Idiots. Nobody's looking. F- there, I mean, there's nobody's looking forward to the new Spoon album. <laughs> no, one, <laughs> no one's looking forward to the new Weekend album. Ah! Nobody's anticipating it. And half of these albums are already out. Yeah, I noticed that. If you go look, like, um, I care a little bit about the artist Charlie, I don't know how to say the second part of it, Charlie XCX. XCX. Uh, I just, she collaborates with interesting folks, notably Christine and the Queens. I think Christine uh, and all the music stuff she's done, I think is really great. Mm. But I mean that song is out, so I mean it's not even anticipated. You can't anticipate it, yeah. Well, I guess I anticipated <clears throat> if I were, to, yeah. I mean I was anticipating it, so I man, I guess that. How about is still fair? Here's something to anticipate. I actually thought this album was out already, but let's anticipate Spoon's new album, Lucifer on the Sofa, which according to this list will be coming out on February the 11th. Okay. Well, I don't think anybody wants to hear it. Oh, oh, please, man! I so you, you made spoon. me listen to the spoon. Last I think week. spoon's great. You <laughs> made me listen to the spoon, and you know what? They are fantastic and likable. They are. They've been together for thirty years. That cannot be true. And this is the tenth album. People say stuff like that. There's <laughs> ten albums in thirty years. Nobody's anticipating anything from <laughs> anybody who's been doing one thing for thirty years, oh, no. and this is their tenth album. Nobody's. That doesn't make any sense. That's why this list is so silly. If you would, if it would have been like. Uh huh. The Fife Dog one is probably the only one <laughs> no, on here. This I know for a fact that no one. And shout out obviously to Fife. Um, and you know I think we're both huge Tribe Called Quest fans, etc. And their sort of Fife posthumous album was pretty good. I can't remember what that one was called. All that said, I strongly de- and I'll, I'll listen to this album. People are not. It's it's kind of I don't think people are anticipating this. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, the, <laughs> the Five Dog album because they're, they're not Street, expecting it. <laughs> this is not an. They're definitely not expecting it. Um, he's you know died in 2016. Um, I was he really working on this album? Ah, seems unlikely to me. Seems really unlikely. But I mean, if that is the case that it some sort of 
like, hey, release, release Fife's album. If there's like a growing thing that I just don't know about, yeah. I'll, I think I'll they're going to take a bunch of vocals that he recorded. It sounds like they're going to put them over Jay Dilla beats, which is, I'm sorry, that's really weird at this point. Correct? Seems. Am I wrong about that? Seems weird to me. It, yeah. it weirds me out every time they're like, and here, this album has a bunch of Jay Dilla beats on it. Um, yeah, I don't the, know. There's something off about all, like, the taking dead people's legacies uh, 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 and making uh, new material with it. I'm just not, I'm not there for it. You know, nah, nah, it's like, nah. here's a Jay Dilla beat and, you know, Biggie duets three. I just don't think that those things should be being made. I want the artist to be able to have a sign off on what's going to go out under their name. Right. I'd I mean, be interesting to know more about who is, who owns all the Jay Dilla stuff. And if it's his family, mm-hmm. it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're just like, yeah, yeah. you know, Jay Dillo was great. Um, let's release more of his stuff. Yeah, that, that's probably totally fine. But yeah, you're right. It does seem slightly off. I mean, so it's a fact. How many episodes, for real, Phil, how many episodes have we recorded of this show and other shows that never got released? <laughs> Four? A trove. I mean, we, trove. we have more than There's one, one from today. There's yeah. one from today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have more than one unreleased app, and I don't know. They're probably on Google Drive or whatever somewhere. And you know, we're pretty famous, and our our product makes a lot of money. You can imagine a world where people are repackaging, remixing some of our apps you know, acting like they're new eps for the fans and, you know, you know, after we're dead. Um, and I wouldn't, it's not what I want. I would not be comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I am not anticipating that album, but the real goofiest one on this list, which just makes me think that Pitchfork is trolling us. Mm. Is There's no way people are in, anybody cares about the bad boy chiller crew record disrespectful january 21st i mean as far as i know that's laugh rap so uh, i don't really understand also why no offense to the united kingdom but why are there so many artists on this list from the uk are they the <laughs> only ones still doing <laughs> like announcing things before they're released yeah it may just be that the united kingdom is out of date they do have a monarchy what's <laughs> Right. <laughs> like we have release dates in a monarchy. And guess what? We're an island. Right. We you can these things won't be leaked. Oh yeah. Because right. nobody's interested in them. Maybe that's why that's why this whole list doesn't make any sense. Because if they were anticipated, they would be leaked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you wouldn't even know what dates they were coming out yep. of because yep. they would be leak proof. Yep. So yeah. Pitchfork, you blew it. You blew it. Kendrick Lamar, though, it does make sense that uh, I I think I I think I would anticipate. Well, he's the type of artist who is going to have he'll have a slightly new direction on his album. Right. There may be some interesting production uh, decisions. He has had kind of some tracks recently with what's his cousin's name? I want to say Keens, something like that. Mm. Um. I, I can't, think, can't think of it off the top of my head. 
um, I think Keems, I should Google that, but um, that had been pretty hot. Um, I, I got to Google that real yeah, quick. Yeah, Baby Keem. Baby Keem, okay. Uh, pretty close. There, Those have been the type of tracks where I hear them and I'm like, oh, okay, what was that? You know, which does not, doesn't really happen to me that often, um, Baby Keem. So, you know, I think there's probably something new and interesting that might come out on the new Kendrick album and he's the quality level is high enough that he's the type of person that uh, we might anticipate yeah so, I, I personally wouldn't anticipate it but other people will it's reasonable it's, yeah yeah it's it's, it's also <clears throat> it's valley of dreams <clears throat> excuse me it's valley of dreams i am daniel joined here by phil next on the program today of course it is our technology segment. We're dialed in. I don't really know how else to put it. We're dialed in. Uh, I've been on a shoe journey recently. I'm not entirely sure why that is. I had a pair of New Balances that were really putting in a lot of work for me. Just some very standard New Balances. They were putting in a lot of work for me. And... You know, they were in the streets. They were when I was doing public appearances. They were at the gym, et cetera. And they kind of got to the point where they were getting worn down a little bit. And I felt compelled to replace them. And I also had this hankering to wear basketball shoes. And I don't know where that came from, but I had it. And so I did a lot of research. And then I went to the store and I tried on some basketball shoes. And I immediately realized that I did not need basketball shoes at all or want basketball shoes. And having watched a number of vlogs about basketball shoes over the last few weeks, I realized that the reason that I was not interested in basketball shoes is that they are basically designed for playing basketball in at this point. Mm. And I personally, you know, we used to play basketball all the time, but, uh, not trying to play basketball at all right now. Not not touching a ball, let alone a court. And I could feel in these shoes a substantial difference from the basketball shoes of 20 years ago, which is around the last time that I would have worn real basketball shoes. I think I had some dunks about a decade ago. Um, and so I kind of started thinking a little bit about technology and you hear all this stuff about shoe technology, but I had never really, as someone who basically wears the same Air Maxes that I was wearing in 1992 on a day-to-day basis, I hadn't thought a lot about the strides that have been made in shoe technology. And apparently they're substantial. Basketball shoes are now geared towards playing basketball including indoor versus outdoor usage, which I think is amazing. Um, And maybe even more fascinating, Nike, Nike, um, actually has a pair of shoes out now. I cannot recall what they're called. Um, Vaporscape, something like that. Has some new shoes out that are so high tech that people are questioning whether it is appropriate for runners engaging in competition to actually wear these shoes. So, you know, my question for Phil today is, wow, shoes. 
our shoes actually high tech in some meaningful way nowadays? This I love this. I love this so much because I think material science is one of the most elite sciences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So apparently these vapor flies is what I think they're called from Nike. I was pretty close. You're very close. They use a new type of foam, (laughs) which is like, oh yeah, there's somebody right now, (laughs) middle of a pandemic being like, you know what? Hmm. Foam. Mm. Maybe we could make a foam that, uh, I guess, stores and transfers energy in a more efficient way than our previous foam, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what applications that exist outside of shoes in that if 4% are the type of gains that the normal shoe wear needs Mm -hmm. in their life. But I think the other thing that they put in there is like there's apparently some sort of carbon fiber spring that that is inside the sole itself. Is it a spring? I thought it was just the whatever. Well, I think it's a a, a, my my assumption is it's some sort of plate that has very springy properties to it, um, which I think is really interesting. And then the material that you, you they are using to encase the foot. The top of the foot. I don't really know any <laughs> the anatomy of the foot very well. Foot top. The foot top is also like super, super cutting edge um, <laughs> materials that they make kites out of or whatever. Okay. And so I, I'm on board. I mean, like 4%, I'm terrible at math, but 4% mm. over a long run, like a marathon, mm. seems pretty awesome. And yeah. then – a friend of mine is about to go to Leadville to do the Leadville 100 mile foot race. Okay. I don't know what the name of it is, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a foot Leadville race. Leadville 100. Leadville 100. And this dude, his argument is, is that for long distances, he wants to run like humans have always done it. And he's going to run barefoot, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> to okay. think about he's um you know he likes doing those types of i would i think this is safe to say an extreme event but yeah. uh um i think it's neat apparently though that the olympic committee or whatever or the world record committee has no beef with any shoe that is on the market to that can be consumed by mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty neat it's a pretty mm-hmm. good um well i don't know what the word is rubric i suppose Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think material science is fascinating. I, I, I'm curious to know if Nike will ever. Where did you buy on the shelf in the '90s an Air Stab, <laughs> the Nike Air Max Stab? Stop. I like that you really Stop. know what shoes I had. <laughs> where um, stop? Because I did. I did have a pair of Stabs. Air. Why? Why did they have a shoe called the Stab? That's a really good question. I don't so, know. So. Pretty much all of my shoes that I was wearing during the 1990s were being sourced at the Miramar Outlet Mall in Miramar, Florida. Okay. So that's where I was getting them. So Miramar, is that uh, – there's a base there, right? It's in, it's in southwest Florida. It's kind of a little nasty interior. I love it there. Um, town and they have a they have a set of outlets and we would go to the Nike outlet there and that is pretty much a hundred percent where 
you know, after the shoe carnival days where I was getting all of my shoes. Now I'm really into D-S-Dub as a shoe place, right. but they're a little bit of a drive from me. So I, I did a few things the other day. Number one, I went to the Nike outlet store in Grand Prairie. Um, and I, I did pick up a pair of shoes and they're actually golf shoes and they're incredibly comfortable and lightweight and attractive. And then I also went for to golfing. Are you golfing? Are no, no, these? no, I'm not golfing now. Okay. Um, but they, you know, the, so the, they have a tread on them that's like a normal, I guess you would walk on grass tread. Okay. Um, so they're basically walking shoes, if I just describe them. They're incredibly lightweight. Um, I'm going to pull them out right now just to see what they're called. Uh, People are always are talking about a lightweight shoe. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Me recently. So These are called Nike Victory G Lite. So, you know, back in the day, man, I mean, we wore some pretty heavy shoes, to be honest with you. And I kind of thought that's what a shoe should be. I always thought putting on a shoe, if I can't wear this shoe in a serious street fight, I probably just should not be wearing it, right? Yeah, that's um, another amazing test of whether or not you've got a good shoe. Also, I know this is obvious now, but everybody when I was growing up would ask you, oh, you got new shoes. Can you jump higher and run faster? <laughs> no, these shoes weigh twice as much. <laughs> As the shoes I had before. They have multiple gels <laughs> sloshing around that are also inhibiting my, my, uh, you know, my, my movement. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, <laughs> I don't know so, how Kevin Johnson, yeah. the famous basketball player, was able to jump so high in those shoes that were Two so heavy. Good Lord. Yeah. So I started wearing lighter shoes if, on occasion, not as my, not a hundred percent all the time, um, a few years ago. And it took me quite a while to get accustomed to it, but now I pretty much am. And I like them quite a bit. I also picked up a pair of Nike court Royale twos in high top, uh, which I like quite a bit. I just wanted some high top shoes. It turned out, and I did not need basketball shoes because when i think basketball shoes i think basketball shoes of 1996 which were basically more cushiony skate shoes mm, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, that's true i mean right the skater we knew growing yeah. up he only wore basketball shoes oh, to skate. all right so i just put this together that's why i wanted basketball shoes because that's the, the most influential people in our lives were always. That's why I wanted basketball shoes. D- dudes six to seven years older than us <laughs> who were into, into things. They were into the practicalities of life. I'm like, hey, don't, so, don't tear through your new vans. I Put know, on man. a pair of those Jordans with the, with the shiny bits around the outside. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so it's like, why do I want Epiphone guitars? Because John Lennon played Epiphone guitars. Why did I suddenly, as an elderly man, decide that I needed basketball shoes? It's because 25 years ago, I saw someone skateboarding in basketball shoes and thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Tech, man. It's an amazing world that we live in. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Valley of Dreams, America's premier music, technology, and lifestyle podcast. Speaking for myself and Phil, we'll see you on the next episode.